Welcome to Chakra Chatter Stephen, powered by Chakra Yoga Studio CDO. A lighthearted and fun side of Chakra Chat. New episodes every Saturday. Hello everyone, good evening and welcome to your Chakra Chatter special. This is not your weekend, we do apologize for that, but this is your Monday and it's December, so happy holidays everyone. Merry Christmas, Satanan. Mayong Pasko din sa inyo ha. And um, also from Chakra Yoga Studio, thank you so much for your support for our podcast and also for Chakra Chatter and also with our yoga classes online. So thank you so much guys. So for this evening... Our topic is really interesting because we'll be discussing on plant-based lifestyle and plant-based diet. So many of you, um, ano na siya, parang daghan ga-ask kung sagit ang difference between vegan and plant-based diet. So plant-based diet is, of course, uh, somehow different sila, but they have like, ano lang, muragisikat ni sila through the uh, recent years. And there are some key differences lang. Vegan diets eliminate all animal products while plant-based diets do not necessarily eliminate animal products but focus on eating mostly plants such as fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and whole grains. And also, we will be discussing later kung unsa or we will know from our guests kung what this is all about because um, our guest for this evening is a plant-based diet for a long time now. So, help me welcome to the show for Chakra Chatter Special, Ross Ben. Hello, Ben. Good evening. Hi. Hi, Steven. Yes. Mayong gabi. Mayong Pasko. Yes. Christmas na kay Tano. Yeah. Mayong Pasko sa mga kagayanon. Yeah. Ben, before we go to the, the topic, I just want to know, how how are you? How's your parenting? And how you've been doing since the pandemic started? Uh, well, the the yoga practice is still going strong. Um, I can't say it's 100% every day, but um, that's kind of what I go for, uh, early morning yoga. So that's really been a big help. So thanks to uh, folks like you at, uh, you know, Chakra Yoga Studios and the people there, Teacher Echo, uh, you know, everyone that's doing the online, keeping us going. And uh, that's been a big help uh, for me personally, mentally, physically, when things are so limited, you know, um, it's nice to be able to have the, the yoga practice, be able to do that at, at home and uh, keep moving my body and, you know, keep breathing and coming back to the breath. But uh, other, otherwise, you know, my, my daughter's been going to online school, so I can't really complain too much about that. It's, uh, it's been nice to have extra time with the family, so everything's good otherwise. <laughs> Exactly. Um, it's the most important thing right now because this is like a long pause for everyone. Imagine if we've been quarantined for like 10 months already and we're still here. And I, yeah, I can see that you're still continuing your yoga practice and that's very, very good. Uh, most of um, the people right now should really start your practice at this time because 
I think this is really the best time for us to start um, changing the lifestyle, changing yeah. our yoga practice, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, it's it's a great opportunity uh, to definitely focus on your your life, um, things that you're doing, things that you want to change. Uh, it's a great great opportunity uh, to integrate something new, and uh, hopefully that's people can take out the the negative things about uh, being quarantined and uh, channel that energy into something more positive, like a plant-based diet or yoga, Definitely. or both. Or both, yeah. <laughs> so Ben, um, I want to know your journey on your plant-based lifestyle. How did this start? Um, this started? Yeah, that's uh, roughly about a little over now five years. Um, that started roughly before, uh, just before my daughter was born. I was diagnosed, uh, medically diagnosed with asthma, and which I've never had, you know, before uh, in my life. So that's definitely something new. Uh, you know, I was going to become a father, and um, you know, that was uh, at that time I had already been reading about uh, plant plant based diets, and because I've always been interested about uh, athletic performance, I've been an athlete pretty much, you know, my whole life, competitive sports. And so when, when uh, we were in the gestation period, I had already started making like malungai powder. You know, this is something I hadn't, because I wasn't plant-based yet. Um, at that time, I was kind of like reading into it. So I started making my own malungai powder because we wanted to do uh, breastfeeding, right? So we have uh, free access basically here in the Philippines. Our free superfood is readily available here, malungai. Uh, you know, this, this, this is something that's being uh, packaged and shipped around the world for, you know, very high prices in, in the Western and states and Europe. Um, so we were utilizing that. Uh, so that was kind of like my first step was the gestation period um, of, of that event. And then after, shortly after my daughter was born, I think she was only maybe maybe a couple months or something like that. Um, I had a second asthma attack and this was while I was at the gym um, training jujitsu. We had some new mats. Um, so they took out the new mats and you know, they had the one inch puzzle mats and um, they put them out on the, the floor and we were practicing and they had this kind of like really strong chemical smell. You know, it's like maybe it just came from the factory, came from the ship, shipping. And that triggered the the asthma, and um, you know, the, if you've never had asthma before, basically it's like a, a slow suffocation, and um, so the the airways become restricted in the lungs, and uh, it's it's really it doesn't feel good at all. You know something is wrong, and so immediately I I, I got off the mat, I stopped practicing, and I and I I forgot my inhaler of all days. <laughs> To forget it and um, so I go down three three flights of stairs and I start walking towards uh, I need to find a motorella ride so I started walking uh, this is over in Kogun there's a gym there I started walking about 50 meters from the gym okay I, I look back and I started to wonder if, if I was actually going to make it to the motorella ride so I can get my go home and get my inhaler and in those moments was kind of like you become, you realize you're face to face with that. You know, this is the time where I might just not make it home. And, you know, of course the people that you love, they go through your mind. And that was a very frightening experience. And it was kind of 
strange too, you know, on top of the, the loved ones uh, coming into your mind, I kind of had this like thought, like, I I'm glad I didn't bring a whole lot of money, you know, because if someone found me dead on the street, they'd probably like pick my pocket or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that thankfully I made it home. Obviously I'm here today. Um, so that was the day that really pushed me to go towards a, a full on plant-based lifestyle. And because I had already been reading about some of the things about dairy causing um, mucus and uh, other products causing inflammation in the body. So I decided, what do I have to lose, right? I'm going to potentially get my life back because for anyone who's had asthma, you know that the, the attack can come at any time. It can come in the middle of the night and you're constantly reminded about death. So um, you, you just like, if I have to, I'll die trying, but at least I'm trying something. Right. So, uh, I had to, I had to do it. And since then I've been able to reduce my, my use of the inhaler because it was, it was every day I was using my inhaler every day. And so now I've gone six months, you know, this year, uh, this December actually was six months. Uh, unfortunately I had to use it again. <laughs> But that was, that's a big, that's a big, that's a lot of progress from every day to six months, you know. Um, so I'm hoping ne next year is going to be even better. Oh, so basically um, your asthma was, it was it, slowly, it, it went, uh, it, it, it go or and then, um, ano po, yes. um, how long was that na ba? Or since For that me happened, to get to like, yeah. Uh, from my from being diagnosed uh, with asthma was roughly over five years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So roughly five years. And also, um, I think lang po, um, it's also with your yoga practice because the more that you do consistent with your breathing, the more it will really actually help you. Because I'm also asthmatic, so that's oh, also oh, yeah. Okay. I had I had my last attack. Um, I think seven years ago that I have to have an inhaler then the yoga practice really helped and at the same time um, I changed from from one diet to another so I think uh, it really depends on your body too so I tried I think I tried a plant-based for a short while but right now I'm, I'm into mindful eating already because um, I think uh, my body needs more just a little of meat but not too much so it really depends okay. on your body as well so um, for that uh, I would like to know Ben that if can um, can I really get all the protein I need from plants yeah I didn't realize that this was actually a common uh, question when I first went plant-based and uh, apparently it is. So the, I think one thing to keep in mind is that you've never really heard of a def protein deficiency in the hospital, right? So that's um, regardless of whether you're eating meat or not, uh, this is something that's probably almost non-existent in the, in, in the hospital uh, medical conditions, right? Our, our top killers in at least uh, here in the in the Philippines and also in places like the the U.S. are heart related or you know something like that um, cardiovascular disease. But in terms of protein, um, so far I haven't had any issues uh, like keeping muscle mass. Uh, I'm not I'm not really like trying to bulk. So for those people, they probably have to like keep better track and 
count the grams of protein for body weight because that there is a a kind of like a formula to figure out like how much protein should you be eating based on your body weight it's like roughly one gram or less uh, per kilo body weight or something like that right i don't i don't have to keep track because i just want to um uh not consume the the animal flesh right that's uh that's my main my main concern is not to uh, put dairy into my body because of, because of the mucus. So I don't, uh, I'm very well aware of the sources of protein and that um, like here, what we have available, there's, there's lots of sources of protein. Um, it's also good to keep in mind that there are protein sources in vegetables, like green leafy vegetables exactly. actually have protein. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you're aware of that and you're just eating like a, a variety of foods, I think that's really the key thing is not just to eat like one thing every day throughout the week. You want to try to mix it up, um, you know, and don't just go with salads. You want to make sure you're getting your your legumes, uh, right, your, your fruits, fresh fruits, um, cooked carbs, uh, all those kinds of things. Potatoes have protein. I mean, there's uh, green peas, the yellow peas, there's uh, beans. I mean, there's so many foods that actually have protein. Um, I haven't had a, an issue with that so far. Um, but for those that might be trying to like, you know, do a bodybuilding thing or uh, lose weight, then maybe in those cases, you'd have to get more specific and start counting calories, counting your protein and things like that. But for me, uh, I like to keep it pretty casual. Um, and I, I haven't had to do that uh, so far. That's good, though, because ang sa imuha magod is your protein is protein intake is just for you, and then you're trying to explore which are the things that's good for you and not really, the So it's also good, and and yeah, I actually agree to you because I've known a lot of, uh, I think not really um a personal friend, but I know that there are some athletes who are into a plant-based and also there are vegan um who's into yoga pra uh, practice so i i think that the that question is it's it parang it depends kung asa ka, asa ka mangita or diba uh, on how if there is a grocery store na available or specialty a specialty nga grocery store and my next question is leading to that um here in kagayan dr can you name if where are the places that, uh, for example, to go locally? Yes, yeah. we all know that you want to support local right now, especially during the <laughs> yeah. pandemic. So can you name yeah. uh, for these stores, if you don't mind, and why, uh, why they should go to these stores for um, fresh fruits and local products? Uh, definitely. So Mongos is a, is a very common local product. Um, this is available in everywhere from SNR to the Mercado, right? So you can, depending on just what, what class uh, you want to buy, first class Mongos or you want to buy whatever, the, the, Mar the Mercado class, right? Um, so this is, a, this is definitely an easy source of, of protein that you can get. Um, the, what do they call that? The togi, the togi is, uh, you know, that's a, that's a sprouted mongo beans, right? So that's another source that you can get uh, mongo in. You don't have to just eat the, uh, the, the whole bean. 
Um, you can get it in sprout form here, readily available in the grocery stores like Shopwise, Robinsons. Uh, they carry the mongos, they carry the sprouts and the tofu. Uh, the tofu you can get from a variety of different stores. If you're in Uptown, you can go to some of those uh, Korean grocery, grocery stores. You can go to, I believe SM uh, carries tofu. Uh, SNR definitely uh, carries uh, tofu, uh, Shopwise, I think I said already, Shopwise Robinson's, yeah, the, the, you know, the ones in uh, Kitkai, Centrio, they all carry tofu, so those are sources of protein. And again, you, if you go for the, the greens, they, there's romaine lettuce. Okay, if you go to Rustans, you can get the organic stuff, right? Of course, uh, you always pay premium for the organic produce, but if you can afford it, then it's there for you. Um, you can even get the romaine lettuce in the Mercado. I've seen it there. Uh, you have to go downstairs to a certain vendor um, that carries the, not all vendors carry the, the romaine uh, there. I think there might be like one or two upstairs that carry the Denise Kogan that carry the romaine, but um, uh, mix that up with, you know, the, the other leafy vegetables like uh, Komote Tops. Komote Tops is, is uh, actually very nutritious for you. If um, I was living in Hawaii for a few years and I got to see in the university, they're actually promoting this in, in capsule form, uh, you know, in different, um, in different byproducts of Komote Tops to, to add to a healthy diet. Um, so that's, basically free here, right? I mean, you could So you can readily have that for free. Um, these green leafy vegetables are gonna have some, some additional protein for, for your diet. Um, other than that, there's like uh, red mongo beans. I think the, they're called azuki beans. They're still available here. You can go to Happy Earth uh, Uptown. They, they sell it in bulk form. Um, and the groceries also do carry some imported uh, protein sources like the green peas I mentioned, the yellow peas. Uh, those are imported, I think, and uh, you can get them at Shopwise, Robinson's, Orama. Um, oatmeal, oatmeal is imported. I think there's a brand that comes from Australia, which is the one I get. And uh, the Quaker Oats is probably the cheaper one, but they have been flagged for their level of use of uh, pesticides in their, in their, so I don't personally recommend the Quaker brand, but uh, if that's all you have access to, then, you know, um, go for it, because it's still uh, a, another source of uh, protein. Okay, um, also Ben, I, I think I just want also to add that, are you familiar with Adlai? Adlai, actually, wala pa konatila ana sa Adlai, wala pa yeah, you should actually try that because instead of um, having quinoa, whether it's or black rice or brown, um, oh, okay. adlai is a very good source. So um, we can we we can talk offline about it because I have a yeah. I have a friend who's um, selling adlai, so it's ah, okay. also very good okay. because um, I have a very I have a. A yoga practitioner also and also a meditation teacher. Um, that's her go-to. Na kapanitagin siya na oo. So it's also it? good that we have here locally. We ah, have that yeah. actually in Mindanao. So oh, it's locally locally uh, produced. It's locally here. produced. So oh, okay. 
Oo, mura siya. I don't know. It's, it's like a mais or something. Basta it's a... It's, it's a green. It's a green? Oh, it's a green. Parang... Ah, okay, okay. Um, oh, parang olden days. That's the food na ginakaw ah, yeah. before. So that's the adlai okay. rice. Yeah, and, I'll, to, I'll be interested to try yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, Definitely, I'll link it All to right. this person. So, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I want to know as well. You've mentioned already uh, a while ago the uh, various of go-to products and also uh, for for plant-based. So the question is: Is it expensive to be a plant-based? Uh, no, no. I think uh, the notion that the plant-based or or vegan diet is uh, more pricey is when you're going for the the certified. Uh, here in the Philippines, we don't really have, uh, I don't, I don't believe we have a, a body like from, uh, like a government body that will certify the product vegan or plant-based, but in places like Europe or Australia, the U S you know, the, um, the Western, the Western worlds, they have the, the vegan certification. So if you're buying those kinds of products, the mock meats, right. The, the, the patties, the, the fake fish, uh, kind of stuff then yeah, that's where it gets a little bit pricey. And if you want to buy that, that's fine. Uh, maybe just make it occasional, right? Because uh, those are the products that probably have more processing that still have preservatives. And uh, the plant-based diet that, that I'm trying to promote is the whole food plant-based diet. And so if you look at the whole food plant-based diet, that is basically just vegetables, uh, legumes, beans, seeds in, in the whole form, right? Um, so the, the way to think about that is like a coconut, right? Uh, we readily have that available here. So if you were to take just the coconut milk and drink that, uh, you don't have, that's just the extract. You don't have the fiber that comes with the actual uh, coconut. Uh, that's where the fiber is, right? So if you don't have the fiber, then um, that's, that's a loss uh, for your, your body because the fiber is very important. Um, it basically helps to take out toxins in, within your, in your blood, your body. Um, so if you're just taking in like oils or coconut milk, um, then, then you're losing out. That's not the whole food plant-based form. So if um, in terms of the it being expensive if you went to the mercado i can i can buy um this was before pandemic of course i was going to the mercado a lot and um you know every maybe every few days and you can spend 200 pesos would easily feed a family of of three and and have you know uh dessert you can buy the i forget what what's the name of the green banana but that's like night piso piso ana right so the fruits don't have to be expensive. Um, if you go to the Mercado, uh, uh, like it's like a, a bouquet of kangkong will, co will cost you 20 pesos. Um, it's, it's very affordable. Um, if, you, if you only buy in the grocery store, then yes, you're paying like double, you know, maybe some of the fruits are even triple the price. But if, you're, if you really want to go for the budget, then the Mercado is the place to go. And you don't, you don't need a lot of money to eat even for a single person can definitely eat for uh, you know 200 pesos probably for at least two two days of mga sudan and then you still probably have leftover fruits um, so there's plenty uh, that you can buy on on a on a tight budget for sure. 
actually um, I, I can't agree to what all you mentioned because the, um, in the province setting it's way way different in the city setting so uh, we yeah. i think uh, you've yeah. mentioned about malungay a, um, a while ago so uh -huh. uh -huh. malungay is just around <laughs> yeah. also so i uh -huh. think we if ever that um most or everyone here would really go for plant-based diet it would really help the environment like we all know that how how good it will benefit the environment because of course it there's climate change and then um i if you've met if you've seen on my interview with a friend um who's a climate advocate um, one of the things that he mentioned is if everyone could just go and support local local produce that would really that's a big help for or for the environment. So, um, do yeah. you have any take on that? Um, how is the plant-based diet or the plant-based lifestyle could really help the environment? Yeah, I appreciate this question um, because when I first went plant-based, it was more for uh, personal reasons, right? More kind of more self-centered uh, kind of a view. And once you dive into it, you you kind of your eyes open up to the 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 broader spectrum of reasons to go to this lifestyle. And um, like you mentioned, the environment is a big one. And for my personal life, the environment has done uh, great things for, for my, my spiritual life, my, my, uh, my health. I mean, if, if you've ever been into an old forest, a an old tropical forest, um, it's, it's a feeling that's almost indescribable when you can go to a forest and really take in the energy of ancient trees. I mean, it's, uh, it's quite something different. And then not just in the forest, when you go down to the ocean, I mean, it's, a, it's an incredible feeling to be immersed and, and doing something like snorkeling around coral reefs and seeing all these beautiful, colorful fish and if you've never swimmed with dolphins, I mean, that is, uh, that's like a life-changing experience. And you, you, you have, there's a connection that you can have with these, these creatures that feel so foreign to us because we've, we've become so disconnected with our, our, um, our Mother Earth, right? I mean, um, uh, have you seen that, uh, that movie, Avatar? I mean, a lot of people have seen that. Uh, Definitely, that yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that is like a story of our planet Earth, right? I mean, it's, it's really alarming when you hear the, the statistics here in the Philippines and what's happening around the world. Our forests here in the Philippines are getting close to 100% depleted, right? And that's, that's very alarming. I mean, uh, I could tell you about dead zones in places like the US, Australia, they're, their coral reefs are dying off and turning white because um, the, the oceans are warming and the oceans are acidifying and um, it's causing all kinds of crazy stuff that, but here, you know, what does that actually mean for us? I mean, we're not a, we're not a gigantic US country. Like we don't contribute that much uh, CO2, right? I mean, it, why, why should we really care? And so, the things that I think about, like if you just go here to Balingasag, and you know we have uh, we have some family there. I've been into the the mountainside. I've been to um, some places there, and 
And what you, you don't see forest, that's for sure. What you see are crops like cassava, corn, uh, and you might say to yourself, well, those are, those are plants. What, why is that such a big deal? And the thing to realize the buyers of those crops are not like the grocery stores for sweet corn. They, these are for feed, animal feed. Okay, these are, the, these are the customers of all those crops that are, that are basically making our mountains uh, bare and uh, a, you know, almost like dead zones. They're killing the soil with monocropping. Um, the farmers are, you know, they get stuck into this cycle of using this monocrop uh, system and then integrating the pesticides, right? So it's um, that pesticide, obviously it rains, the, all of that goes down to our oceans, right? So it's not just, um, it's not just isolated here and there. I mean, we're talking about almost we're, get, we're, we're, we're much closer to 100% depleted of our forests than 50%, right? I mean, we're, we're somewhere like years ago, we were at 80%. It's probably closer to 90% at this point, um, you know? And the, the thing to really think of is that we've been so disconnected. We don't go to the forest anymore. We don't go to the farms. I mean, this is like uh, people kind of like do those for just for fun, right? Go, go trekking for the fun, go hiking exactly. for the weekend. Yeah, and we've we've totally lost um, the connection that we had uh, that we once had, like in the movie Avatar, right? That was what indigenous cultures did. They they respected more um, the the animals, the cycles of life, um, the trees, right? And when when the corporate expansion came into uh, came in from Europe, right? We were oppressed for. Uh, hundreds of years, right? So this is this is a deep, uh, complicated issue. So I realized that it's not that simple just to like change your diet and everything will will come back to to life. You know, the it's I realize it's not that simple. But if you feel like the environment is like a such a big issue, and you have no control over it, your diet, what you eat every day, three times, four times, whatever it is, your snacks your your BH, whatever it is that you, you're eating, that is a choice that you do have control of because there are very complex things about our environment. Um, so I appreciate you bringing that up. And uh, because it's very alarming, like if you, you can go to Xiargao, uh, right? And so you have to get on the barcode there in Surigao city. And the first thing that I noticed was, you know, we, you go to the, the end of the Barco and you kind of like look out and you see all these, these different islands and they don't look, they don't look good. The, the islands, they look like they're melting. And you soon find out that you're going to this, you know, you're going to this gorgeous place, Xiargao, and it's surrounded by this destruction of our, our land because of uh, mining, they're just, you know, extracting everything around you is just dying. And for some people, maybe they look at that and it's like, oh, that's too bad. But, you know, what, why should I care? So uh, when I was there in, in Shergal, um I wanted to go snorkeling because it's, su it's such a beautiful place, right? I mean, um, you can go island hopping. And so uh, I was with my cousin and we, we, uh, we asked the, the guide, the tour guide that we rented a bunker 
we asked him to take us snorkeling, go take us to a place. And he said, okay, so we're gonna go to uh, uh, a, a preservation, uh, preserve, right? Uh, what did he call it? A conservation area. And I was like, oh, this, I was getting excited. I was like, yeah, we're gonna go to, we're gonna be in Shiargao. We're going to a place uh, where we can see some really nice stuff. And so we get to the place, he stops and, you know, we go down into the water and then I, I put, you know, I, I look into the water and it's just like a, like a desert. I mean, it's, it's brown. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, we have better, we have better snorkeling here in Belengasag. This is sad. Like what is happening to our environment here, right? So these are alarming things and, um, uh, I realize that it's very complex to be talking about like mining and those are like government issues and, you know, corruption and all these kind of uh, complex situations that we have. But that's, this is why um, I want to bring it back to the diet, because this is something that we do have power over, regardless of who's in power in our, in our presidential office or who's in charge of the DNR and some of these, uh, the DARs, you know, I don't want to, I don't know, <laughs> this is the time to get into some of those issues, but um, your diet is definitely something you have a lot more control over. So the, the corporatization of our, of our modern life, the, the corporate companies listen to what we buy. It's, it's, it's um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Al Gore. He was a presidential candidate mm -hmm. uh, back when, uh, unfortunately back when President Bush was elected, um, uh, and um, uh, he says that he, he in one of his recommendations is you know going forward is to invest in renewable energy or um, another one is to to speak with your your wallet. Those choices that you make every day when you uh, every week when you go to the grocery, those are things that the corporate companies are looking at, and and it speaks for itself when these companies are now making um, like San, San Miguel is now having uh, plant-based uh, mock meats. You know, it's not vegan because they have eggs, but you can find that in the, in the grocery store. I saw that at SM uh, not too long, I think a couple weeks oh, ago. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, if you're looking for those kind of mock meats, uh, those are Milo is even coming out with a plant-based uh, milk. It's not here in the Philippines. I think someone's trying to, someone's trying to, some company maybe is trying to bring it in, but it's in Australia, I think. So, you know, these um, Burger King, I mean, K KFC, these are all companies that are rolling out the, um, their, their versions of plant-based or vegan options. And I'm not the most crazy about it because, you know, it still requires those products to be shipped around the world. Um, so, which still contributes to, you know, the, the CO2 and, um, but it's, it's a clear sign that these companies are listening and the only way to speak to them is with the dollar or with your pocket, right? So that's, that's really uh, why this is an important thing to speak uh, with what we eat. Definitely. And in short, um, this is very familiar that you are what you eat. So, right. So, <laughs> we're going to start it from that. So, I have an interesting question here. Um, I have a friend who's watching. Hello, Sir Julius. He's actually a pescatarian. And his question is, are you open to share your plant-based diet knowledge to people or groups? Which actually you've been doing, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for asking that. Who's that, Julius? Uh, thank you, Julius, for that question. And I'm definitely more than willing to share what I've experienced uh, with the plant-based diet. And um, as uh, Stephen has uh, indicated, uh, I'm actually uh, the, the admin of the plant-based uh, CDO Facebook group. You can find that. Um, maybe you can ask uh, Stephen to, to add you to the group. But uh, I'm trying to do what I can um, to get the word out. Um, and I think maybe next year, um, I'll probably talk about more about that on the podcast that I'm doing with my cousin. Um, so I'm trying to utilize platforms on the social media side um, because it's unfortunately not being received very well with you know people that are closest to me, like my, my family members. Of course, I, I want them to adopt um, and, and feel the benefits of, of a healthier lifestyle. So uh, still working on the family, but uh, what, what else, whatever I can do online, I'm, I'm willing, more than willing to share my experience with asthma. Um, I'm trying to uh, push that forward and I'm, I wanna be able to get to the marathon distance um, with asthma and that's something I'm working on right now. I'm hoping to get to uh, half marathon distance by end of the month, maybe January, um, which I haven't really documented very well, but um, maybe that'll be something I have to work on for uh, New Year's resolution or something like that. So thank you for that question. Yeah, why not? And just continue uh, with yeah. your yoga practice because definitely, <laughs> definitely, 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 yeah. So my next question is, um, speaking of benefits, how did your body change since you started doing your plant-based diet? So what are the, yeah. I think you've mentioned some, but I want to know more. What are the changes of your body that you've experienced since that sure. day? Uh, sure. Uh, initially, when you increase your fiber intake, which is uh, what happens when you go uh, plant-based, whole food plant-based, um, is that the you feel full uh, by eating and eating less. So you, you because of the, the fiber is actually um, uh, a way for your body to, to know that uh, you're full, right? So there are signals in your body when you eat fiber that your body is, uh, is full, even though you don't feel, you haven't eaten maybe to capacity, right? So when I initially did, did that, um, I lost three kilos, um, without even trying. I wasn't even trying to lose weight. Uh, I was just trying to transition into the, the plant-based lifestyle. And without trying, I lost three kilos, which was nice. Um, I mean, since then my, my, my weight will fluctuate uh, because I'm, you know, I'm uh, doing workouts day to day. So you can't uh, expect it to be steady every day. You know, that's, uh, that's not a real expectation, but in general, um, I haven't had, any issues like gaining weight, uh, that's for sure. Um, personally, that's my experience. I know there are probably some who do, depending on what kind of foods, what kind of medical conditions. So it's gonna be different for everybody. But in terms of athletic performance, I can definitely say I haven't suffered any athletic performance. Um, and as I mentioned, I'm, I'm pushing it further, right? I'm, I wanna do up to a marathon distance. Once I get to the distance, then I'll start working on reducing my time. 
Um, one of these days, you know, we're going to be able to do jujitsu again. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. And um, my original plan before the pandemic was to go and join competitions. Um, I haven't been able to do that when I first transitioned because I was a full-time father. Um, the wife was out working as a nurse in the hospital and Akos Balai. So So it was very difficult for me to practice uh, at almost like, I was getting like maybe once a month. But now, um, now that the pandemic is here, you know, I have a little bit more time, but so that's why I'm doing the running instead of, uh, we can't do jujitsu. But when, when that does come back, I definitely plan to, to go back to training and to uh, join competitions and see where I can take it uh, on the competition side, uh, you know, and I'm almost 40 years old, uh, Steven. I don't know if you, you realize that, but- um, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, anyways, my God, okay. Uh, so in, in, uh, as in that age group, you're considered a master's, uh, that's what they call the division for the age group in, in jujitsu. So I'll be in the master's division competing and I'm hoping to stay active in that, um, in that division when, when, whenever, Whenever we can do that again, because right now Bawalgiat um, Jujitsu, okay, it's the opposite of social distancing. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, when the you know when this is over, everything's will be back, and then, yeah, just just take your time with that. And for now, I think the yoga practice and your plant-based diet is very very good. It's a good start, and of course. Um, just continue oh, yeah. ins inspiring everyone, especially that this is very, um, I've mentioned it um, during the pre-show that there are yogis who are really asking about this. So perhaps you can really continue to share it with other people about what the, what is the benefits of the diet because many people yeah. are, st are still confused with, will I go with vegan? Am I a vegetarian? Am I a vegetarian? Uh -huh. <laughs> or, which is, you know, but it really depends on your body it's and you have to listen. Just take your yeah. time as well. It's uh, it's understandable because there are there are lots of technicalities with the different uh, the different disciplines of uh, plant based vegan. Uh, one thing I didn't I didn't mention during the when I was talking about the performance side of the diet is the recovery. Um, I've actually been pretty shocked. Uh, there's a couple times where I felt like I should be sore, but uh, you know, because I, I just went on like a 12 kilometer jog or something. And, um, you know, it's like the next day I was feeling fantastic. Like I almost like was I was surprised because normally when you push yourself uh, right and you, you, you get that uh, delayed onset muscle soreness uh, for maybe one or two days. And there are definitely times where I've been doing pushing the distance um, slowly. You know, I do that slowly, of course, uh, pushing the distance, like once a month, I'll go up uh, a distance and the recovery aspect has been really great. And that comes with um, the different antioxidants that are in these uh, fruits and uh, whole food plant-based diet um, really maximizes the potential of recovery. And as, a, as an athlete, I, I really find that helpful because the more time that you can spend uh, training, you know, you're going to be that much uh, more ready or that much more ahead of somebody else who had to take a day off because, um, you know, they just felt so sore. They felt low energy. Um, 
and even to the point where you know when I started this I was consuming a lot of coffee because you know uh, my, my daughter was very young I had to wake up early I had to uh, stay up late because I was still working while watching her full time. So I have come to the point where I don't drink coffee and my energy level feels better. Um, I don't have the caffeine crash. Uh, and that was something I, I recently gave up and, you know, even continuing to push the distance with, um, with, with running and trying to, um, trying to get to that marathon uh, goal um, I don't feel like I have low energy. I don't feel like I need the coffee. Uh, my, my energy level is steady. Um, and I agree with a lot of people who do go uh, uh, plant-based or vegan is you feel lighter, um, especially after eating. Um, there was, I, I think I posted it in the group one time. I was really curious, like, you know, about the protein. And I, and I had like a pretty good size portions of protein and I ate it just to feel like what, what it would feel like uh, after eating this, this uh, like, I think it was like 400 grams of protein or something because I was, I was trying to show uh, the nutrients and what's possible with plant-based. And uh, so I ate it, I think it was like something roughly like 400 grams. And now, you know, you felt pretty full on 400 grams of protein. And uh, 20 minutes later, man, I, I, felt, I felt light again. It was like, like almost, it's not like I, uh, I hadn't eaten, but it was like, I think I could probably eat again or something like I wasn't hungry, but it was just a feeling that like my body is dealing with it very quickly where, whereas, you know, I could eat uh, a burger or something maybe before and you, you feel so full or eating like a turkey or, or, you know, some, you eat a whole chicken or something like that. And then you, you, you feel tired because your, your body has to work so much more to digest uh, the flesh um, versus some of the the, the plant foods. So uh, my energy level has been great. I understand that because I've also tried, uh, I think for a short while, vegan, plant-based, I've tried all of those diet and yeah, there's really yeah. a difference. It's really like you feel lighter and also the digestion of, of the food is different as well. So um, speaking of fiber, <laughs> You've mentioned fiber a while ago. Yeah, Here's yeah. a question. Um, because when you do plant-based, you uh, have an intake, a lot of fiber, right? So will yes. I end up having to go to the bathroom more? Uh, I don't feel like it's any more common than usual. I mean, I had a pretty steady bowel movement um, prior to going plant-based. Um, I certainly, since, since I've gone plant-based, I certainly haven't had any issues with constipation. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I don't feel like I go any more often than, than normal. Um, probably the only thing I can think of is, uh, if you have too much watermelon, you might have to go number one more, you know, you might have to, to go pee just because there's so much water in the watermelon. So true. But you don't have to eat that much watermelon, right? I mean, uh, that's probably just me because I love watermelon. And, you know, after after you come from a long jog, you're spending like an hour or two hours out jogging around. Do you want to eat something cold? And if you have some cold watermelon, oh, my goodness. It's like that's the best thing to eat after your exercise and you're, you're just sweating and you have some cold uh, watermelon that's been in the, in the refrigerator. 
man, that's uh, that's some good stuff. But yeah, in terms of uh, bowel movements, I don't feel like I think there's uh, there's some issues where people might have like gas uh, because of the maybe it's the the fiber or maybe it's the fact that their microbiome is um, is still adjusting mm. and yeah. So I think that might be. Uh, maybe an area where people might experience a little more uh, gas and maybe maybe some more farts or something. Um, but as far as I understand, that has to do with your microbiome, uh, having to deal with um, the fiber, the different kinds of uh, foods that you're starting to intake. So there is an adjustment period for the body. Yeah, definitely. And yes, definitely. Your body is always adjust. Like if ever yeah. that you, when you want to transition, it should not be like abrupt. You need to do it slowly. Yeah. Like, um, I know Echo is a plant-based diet, so he uh -huh. he's been telling us that he what he, this is what he did. Like, he's been doing it one at a time before he really into into that diet for a couple of years now. So, I think your your body should really adapt first before not really like well, most of the pinoys are typical with doing an a, a abrupt diet and eventually <laughs> shock their body. So that's yeah. Very, very harmful, right? So also if ever there are some um I, I, I believe there are some nutritionists who can really assist with this, right? If ever. Yeah, I would definitely recommend for anyone that is uh thinking about adjusting their their diet or lifestyle to definitely consult a professional. I mean, um you might not be able to find uh, you know, a doctor that's uh, promoting fully promoting your plant-based uh decision. But uh, it would definitely be recommended, especially if you're taking medications. I mean, those are those are definitely uh, medical issues, and I'm I'm definitely not here to demonize any any medical practice or any uh, any advancements. I mean, these are these are wonderful things that have saved many lives, um, and they will continue to save many lives and um, help us deal with diseases. So I'm not here to say that those are not options. So seek professional help. There are definitely plant-based uh, doctors online if you're having trouble finding advice. Um, there are local, uh, local professionals who do offer to deal with, uh, you know, like if there might be a fitness coach. Uh, we, have, we have one in the group. Um, so if, you know, you're looking for that type of consultation, then definitely seek it out. Um, and about the... The, the body adjusting. I mean, it's uh, the microbiome is a is a really interesting topic. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not deep into it, but it's it's a really fascinating um, uh, aspect of our body. I mean, this this is like a um, we live in partnership with this these microorganisms, and um, there are like. I think within a single person's microbiome, there is more population than the entire human race. I think, I don't quote me on that, but I think it's something amazing like that. So if you think about that, I mean, there is an entire ecosystem in our gut, right? So- Correct. Yeah. So when you, when you feed it uh, animal flesh, there's a certain type of um, microbiome that will flourish. When you start feeding it the, the fibers, the, the fruits, the vegetables, there's a different kind of flora uh, that will populate in your, in your gut. And um, it's really interesting because there is now we, we've come to the point where we understand so many things about our connection with 
the environment and how we are, it's not just, it's us humans and it's those animals over there. It's like, we are intimately connected. We actually share DNA with these microbiome, um, with these bacterias, the, these organisms that live inside of us. We share DNA with, with so many um, uh, creatures of our planet, with plants, with mushrooms, right? So this is, this is a message that I, I would definitely want to bring is that it's not about my diet versus your diet. It's, this is about what is happening to our planet as a whole, right? This is one, one goal that I have with the group, with the, the, the plant-based CDO group is to kind of elevate the conversation of not just diet, but this is about species, right? This is, we are only earthlings, right? So we live, we host these organisms in our body this planet hosts us organisms, right? So if you, you're probably familiar with something like, uh, what do they call it, G Gaia, or I forget, there are yeah. other terms for it, oh, right? Like this, the, yes. the, yeah, so you're, you're aware the planet is a super organism. And it's, it's not that outrageous when you think of our microbiome, because this is, we have many systems. We are, the human is a super organism and, the planet, we are a part of this planet. And now we, we, we've we come to a point where we really understand that our, our actions on this planet have a huge effect to the point where species are being completely wiped out. I mean, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk in the scientific community about the, the mass extinction, extinction that's happening right now. And it's the first uh, amongst you know, several that have happened through the lifespan of our planet that is being induced by, um, by humans. So that's very alarming. And we don't have to look very far to really see the results. You know, I, I talked about Shiargao, our, our mountains here in Balingasag. You can go to Bokidnon, man, and there's just pineapple fields for, you can drive for hours. Because um, I've, I've been through those fields. I, I used to volunteer with some beekeepers because I was, I was a wannabe beekeeper before. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> one, one day, uh, hopefully, I'll get back to, to doing that and not for commercial purposes anymore. Like I, I, I had that uh, dream to be, to be selling honey. But now that I understand our, our interwoven connections with, you know, the, the plants and, and mushrooms and all those things around us, um, it's just better to keep the bees, uh, to keep things pollinating, right? So um, it's more clear than ever that we are interconnected with our environment, with our, our, our gut. Um, our gut actually creates neurons, right? We think about neurons in our brain and you think about how is that possible, right? It's like, uh, they actually call it the second brain. So we have a second brain that that, inf that heavily influences what we want in life, right? So that's that's how crazy the, uh, you know these systems are. That we have we actually have what you want to eat is actually influenced by your the flora in your gut. So if you think you have a craving and you're that's just like, yeah, that's what I should eat. You're like maybe maybe it's actually your gut flora is is favoring a certain type of junk food 
And that's actually why you're addicted to these things and why it's so difficult to give up things um, like, like candy, like soda, you know, all these things that we, we think we love, but we're just, uh, we're just being, our brain is being hijacked by our, our gut flora. I can't agree more. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much for that, Ben, because we, we need those informations, especially right now that we, we can really have, we can do um, a change for our diet, especially this time that, of course, it's going to take long for this pandemic. So I think the plant-based diet <laughs> is a very good, but you can just take your time in doing it, not really go directly and also, yeah, it's also good. We have um, a group here in Kagayan DR has been started. And thank you so much for advocating that. So I want Definitely. to know more. Um, before we go to the, to the advocacy part um, and also with your podcast, um, I want to know your thoughts on Game Changer. This is via Netflix. Have you watched ah, that yeah. movie? Uh, yes. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, it was a big hit, I think. Um, I think films like that in general are, are I mean, there are, there are good and bad things to, to everything, right? So it's great to get the message out um, and, and let people know that you can perform at a high level, um, at the highest level of, of competition, right? I mean, there are professional tennis players, uh, race car drivers, um, so many different aspects of, of performance and athletics were featured in that movie. And that's great. And I, 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 it was entertaining. I mean, it was, uh, you know, James Cameron, uh, the, the, the director of that film is the one who made Avatar, which is uh, what we mentioned before, which is, which would explain a lot of the movie, right? <laughs> to see what happens in the, the story. He, the, the, the plot of Avatar is not to be vegan, obviously. But um, in Game Changers, that was, uh, I think it, it really put into perspective because people are, are always going to wonder, um, can you perform on, on, on this diet when uh, so many are not, right? I mean, so there's a, there are critics who are going to say, oh, the, the film was, was um, it was financially uh, backed by, uh, uh, by interest, by corporate interest, because it was like, you know, there was a sponsor of the movie that that makes, uh, I think, like a vegan pro uh, protein powder or something like that. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of expected, right, you, to, to, to have a movie with financial backers. I mean, it's funny be, that people will say that because if you look around, I mean, who sponsors our athletic programs in our schools here in the Philippines, right? Milo is like the number one you, sponsor that you see in uh, all these different uh, sporting events. And they are primarily dairy-based. Um, apparently they're coming out with plant-based milk, but I haven't seen that available in the stories yet, right? It's so- It's not yet here in the Philippines. It's not yet here in the Philippines. And the, the, so the, the criticism that, oh, it's, it's um, you can't trust what, the, what they say because they have uh, vegan companies uh, promoting it. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of just like how life goes, right? So if, if you want a reliable source of information, you can always fact check those things, right? Um, the nice thing about some of these documentaries now, they actually, you go to their website, like Cowspiracy, that was another uh, documentary, they will list 
I think uh, Game Changers even did this too. You can go to their website. You look at all the citations, um, where they got their information, like who does these studies. And there are reliable sources of information in the plant-based vegan uh, research. I mean, it's not like it's only vegans or only plant-based people who are doing the research, right? There are definitely neutral universities um, of all over the world that are, that are conducting these um, studies because they wanna know it, it, what is what is better, right? There are governments who want to know um, for their their military what is what is going to keep people performing, right? At the at uh, the highest level, at uh, maybe at a reduced cost, or you know, with with less side effects, or something like that, right? And that's that's the promise of the plant based diet that, that you don't have because uh, obviously you can still perform on uh, on a traditional meat based diet, right? It's we know that already. So can you do it without getting cardiovascular disease? Because, you know, the, there's so many, there's so much fat. Agreed to that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's a real problem. And, you know, there's a guy, Mark Sisson, who uh, you can look this up. He's a, a big advocate of the uh, paleo diet. All right. So for those who are not familiar, the paleo diet promotes a high fat meat diet. Okay, I think they're. I think it's also like low carb. Okay, which I don't. I don't believe in that. And this guy had a heart attack, right? I think like in, he was still in his fifties. Um, there are there are definitely athletes, uh, meat based meat based athletes who suffer from heart attacks. So, you know the 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 fact that a plant based diet can actually unclog your arteries and actually reverse. Uh, reverse the the symptoms of um, of heart disease is a huge benefit. If if you're not if you're not even doing it for the environment, or you know all so many for for animal welfare for those types of reasons. I mean, your personal health is is a huge one, and you gain the most health by uh, going to a plant based uh, whole food plant based diet. Thank you for that, Ben. Um, it's actually very true that the plant-based diet is really, it's not that it's a trend right now, but it's really different from any other diet that we've tried way, way before. And also, um, just also a reflection on the plant-based uh, plant diet. We Filipinos can do that because our, we have a lot of root crops. We have a lot of yes. things here, like vegetables are everywhere. So... Also, uh, lately, we've been doing gardening. So why not? We can start it with our family, right? So definitely really a good, good thing to do if you want to take part in this movement. It's not just that we all know that there are so many organizations that have been really vocal about it, like a lot, a lot of organizations all over the world. <laughs> and of course, um, they talk about the the good things and of and mostly it's it's making you feel good at the end of the day that's the most important and my next question would be connected to your advocacy since um let's say uh, definitely you you are a plant-based diet ad advocate now so <laughs> yeah. what motivated you to create that group and then um what are your next steps aside that you have a podcast right now you've been going on for for a year already so yeah. tell me about it. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. So we, um, to touch a little bit on the, 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 the local culture, um, it's probably worth, worth mentioning that, you know, you're not gonna, f well, at least for me, maybe, maybe for other people, they'll find a little bit more support um, within their, their immediate uh, circles or maybe even family. Uh, that wasn't the case for me. Um, you know, traditionally, I, I'm sure, you know, your viewers are very aware of the, the meat-based culture here. And, um, you know, to, to think um, about that a little bit, you, you kind of wonder, like, where, where did this actually come from? Because if you, if you were to, there's a, there's a, there's a book uh, called The Blue Zones, and I re would recommend uh, people go check that out. Um, and it's, it's a kind of a study about um, these, these different areas that have kind of the, the lowest uh, like heart rate disease or um, uh, just kind of a study of their lifestyle. And what, they've, what they found was that you don't necessarily have to be 100% uh, plant-based to get to be, to live to 100 years old. Okay, this is this is what they found in, in, in the book. So I'm just kind of like giving a summary. Uh, I definitely recommend there's a lot, a lot of details no, no, into, no. yeah, there's a lot of details into this, but um, in terms of the diet, you know, they found that they eat primarily plant-based. There is small portions of maybe, uh, you know, uh, the meats might be occasional because those were reserved for, you know, um, maybe a celebration, maybe it's a fiesta, or maybe it's some kind of a birthday or something like that. So it wasn't like only lechon, right? Um, like you, like what you can find here in Cagayan, which is crazy. Um, and so when you think about like our own culture, because this is, this is throughout different continents, right? You can find cultures that were primarily plant-based, had a very small amount of um, uh, meat or fish, and so you kind of think about like our own Filipino culture and like, why are we so heavily meat-based now? And um, I don't know, you know, I'm not a historian, but um, I, I have a suspicion that, uh, or kind of like uh, some thoughts that it might be because we were, we've been oppressed for so long. I mean, you know, we, we were dominated by uh, the Spanish for how many hundreds of years? And um, so you kind of, you kind of have to wonder like the mentality of, of why do we have to have lechon for, uh, you know, unlimited, right? Like you can, you can buy Daplin Sadala and, you know, you go to the side of the highway in Bulwa and it's just right there on the side of the highway. And you have to wonder like, why, why do we love that so much? And it could be because uh, historically these were foods reserved for the wealthier, right? The wealthier exactly. people. Um, or for maybe occasional food because, you know, you couldn't afford to eat lechon every day. And so now we've, our economy has come to this point and our modern lifestyle where we can just, we mechanically slaughter these animals every minute of every day. And it's just, um, you know, the amount of suffering that has to go into eating that kind of food is absolutely horrendous, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a shame on, at the, what we're doing to, to these animals just so we can have 
unlimited amounts of lechun. I mean, when it doesn't even do us any good, right? It's, it's literally killing us. If you go to the PSA website and you look up the statistics of what's killing our, our fellow brothers and sisters here in the Philippines, it's not from a protein deficiency or something like that, right? It's, it's cardiovascular disease. Those are like, it's like the top three killers of our Pinoy's local and abroad, right? So not only are we burdening the local uh, economy, right? By, by getting these diseases and then having to take medicine and then having insurance for the, these medicines and having Phil help, you know, these are, this is our tax money we're talking about. We're also burdening the tax money abroad, right? By, by continuing this diet. And um, it doesn't need to happen. It's not, maybe for some people it doesn't happen overnight, but you know, you can, you can change. Um, you just have to take an honest assessment of, of yourself. You have to be very honest, you know, cause I was active in uh, performance. I've been interested in performance and athletics for a long time. So I was very active in reading about, you know, I was going to the bookstore. That was one of my pastimes. You go to the bookstore, you browse, you know, the health, the health magazines, um, the health books and, you, you know, whatever. You, you consume all that kind of information. And only for me to realize so much of that was, was not correct. And um, so now I've had to reevaluate what I'm doing with myself, what I'm doing now with, uh, you know, my daughter and, and, and as a family, like those are, those are very difficult things, right? So um, when, you're, when you're around uh, friends and family who don't support you, uh, maybe online is the only place to go. So that was the, the kind of, to, to bring it back, um, that was kind of the idea when, when I wanted to start this advocacy. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was, um, you, you, you might feel isolated, a little bit lonely, right? Because you go, to, you go to a Sunday luncheon with maybe your family, you go to a birthday, uh, maybe it's your own daughter's birthday and then you're like, you're not eating very much. And, you know, it's part of the culture to, to participate in, in eating amongst your, your family, your friends, right? That, um, right. It's like, people want to like, want you to eat. They don't want you to not be eating. And which is, which is a great thing, right? I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about the culture that people want you to eat. They're being hospitable. They want you to, to enjoy your time in their presence that something that they've prepared for you to eat. So I completely understand. And, you know, it's, it's nothing personal when I, when I refuse to eat something. And um, that, those are just things that you're going to have to accept that socially, you know, you're going to have to deal with some situations like that. And, you know, if you have to vent to a place and online is the only place to go, you know, that's what the Facebook group is, is there for to seek, uh, console your, your feelings or whatever it is, you know, you might not find the, the most support amongst your, your immediate family and friends. So, uh, we'll, we'll try to provide that support, uh, on, on the group. Yeah. But really thank you for that, for creating that group, because at least it's the most important that we have this, it, it's a support, a support group actually that you find yeah. like-minded people who shares the same in what you do. So yeah. we do thank you for leading that. And we can talk a little bit of your podcast. So how is your uh, yeah. podcast going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, At Home Kita is the, is the podcast. Um, you, you can find it on, uh, on Spotify and I think on Google, uh, Google's feed. Um, 
but uh, it's it's more of a passion project right now. It's just kind of like uh, you know what people are calling those kind of things. You know, we, we don't we don't monetize it in any way. Um, I don't want it. I don't, I'm not really pursuing the monetization of the podcast at this point um, because the first uh, the first year or the first season that we're basically coming an end to here in the next uh, next uh, this month was just kind of like feeling it out, like trying to get a, cause I've, I've consumed podcasts for oh, well over a decade now. I mean, I, um, I've been, you know, maybe just like yourself, uh, maybe you've been, you've been listening to podcasts for a long time and yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, these, these, we, we humans, we, we learn through each other, right. We, we understand story. Um, as many facts and figures that you can read about health and wellness and uh, about the environment, you know, it's, um, we, we really learn through each other. And that's just how we, we evolve. We learn, we evolve through story. And um, so by learning so much from, from all these different podcasts, um, and then coming to the point where I was faced with death as being an asthmatic, right? Um, and also starting to wonder if I, might, um, if I would be able to pass what like you kind of start to think about legacy when you when you're confronted with death all the time. Right. So like what what is it? What, what really can I leave behind my daughter that's worth something? Right. And um, so that, then I started to do like a like a, just at home. I had I bought an audio recorder and I just started to speak to my daughter and um and then, so that I wanted to take it, you know, to the next step as I was like thinking, this is like, uh, this is nice, you know, like uh, to be able to, to speak to my daughter uh, while I'm still able and young and I have all these experiences that I could share with her. It's like, but I'm also not the most entertaining person, you know, when I'm, when I'm just speaking to myself. So I was like, well, you know, it, I think it, this would be really great if, um, you know, I could take this maybe into a broader spectrum and, um, maybe share some of these things with other people. And uh, if, if it, it, you know, if it inspires people, then, then great. Right. If, if all you have is one person that you inspired to, to make a positive change in their life, then, then that podcast was, was worth it. Right. Um, and uh, so I do it for, for that reason, for the, the advocacy of a higher, higher quality life. Um, and then to, to also to, to be able to, to speak to my daughter in, in, that, in that fashion where I, I'll be able to leave behind my conversations with her and she can go back to that when I'm long gone from now. And she'll be wondering, you know, hopefully when the resources aren't too depleted here on planet earth, she's like, I wonder if my father cared about the environment enough. <laughs> and, and she'll be able to go back and be like, yeah, he did care. He, he went plant-based. He cared about the environment so much. He, he went plant-based try to save some animals, was trying to make a difference, right? And so, yeah, yeah, that's, so that's, um, uh, season one wasn't very much about my, my advocacy. It was, um, you know, more about um, uh, what's happening here on, in Cagayan and people like yourself, uh, Teacher Echo, uh, people that are trying to change the culture for a positive reason, right? Um, we're not just like talking about local news or, talking about uh, what we ate for the day, right? It's not what just like, a, <laughs> yeah, we don't have any mukbang or something like that, right? So um, uh, those people will, will not be entertained by our podcast. <laughs> but for, <laughs> for those people like yourself who are trying to make a 
a positive culture change. I mean, those are the things, those are the conversations that we want to have. Like, uh, for example, we interviewed um, a student body over at Xavier University. And oh, if you look nice. up, uh, yeah, it was uh, regarding sexual health. And so this is, I'm just giving an example of one of our interviews. We didn't do okay. very many, not not as many as you. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're doing quite a, quite a lot of interviews there, but- uh, Yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is great, which is great. Uh, so keep it up. You're, you're like a, you're like a machine. <laughs> but uh, one of the interesting ones was about sexual health and the uh, Savior University uh, here in Cagayan, they were launching an, an initiative called uh, Tough Conversations. So you can look up hashtag Tough Conversations and you'll find uh, their webinars. Really interesting stuff. Um, you know, they were, they had everything from uh, gender expression to, um, you know, like, um, uh, breast, uh, what do you call it? That like doing a self breast uh, examination for early signs of breast cancer, right? So you, um, there was even uh, there was a doctor even there saying stuff like there's no such thing as too much masturbation, right? So, <laughs> so I'm sure a lot of people will find some some useful uh, things like that and things that are taboo. Um, you know, they were trying to initiate the conversations, and so those are the things that we want to want to be talking about, not just like you know, uh, nothing against the local celebrities or anything like that, but, you know, you're, you're not going to get that kind of uh, information from, from the podcast that we're trying to, to uh, promote and, and discuss on these, these types of, um, this type of forum. And the podcast is great uh, because people can consume that whenever they like, you know, it's not like um, the traditional uh, TV broadcast, you can only catch it on Friday nights at seven o'clock or something like that, right? It's uh, just like your your recordings here are available on Facebook. I've, I've streamed back, uh, you know, like that one about the laughing yoga. That was very yeah, interesting. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the types of uh, discussions that are really interesting and worth uh, listening to, right? So um, hopefully that's that's going to be something that people find interesting about your your forum about uh forums like ours and others there are so many now so many then there are so many different purposes that you can have to do one and it's practically for free right you can literally do it with just a cell phone um, it's that easy and uh yeah if, if you're thinking about doing that if there are people out there that think about doing that definitely go for it. And you might find, uh, maybe it's just a passion project, right? Maybe you don't make any money, but maybe you, maybe you inspire some people to change their life in a positive way. And who needs money for that, right? That, <laughs> who cares about money if you, if you can influence somebody in that, in that way? True. And also, um, that would be your dharma. So if, if yeah. in a yoga conversation, that would be your dharma. So why not? For, for yeah. those who want to do something new for the year or perhaps next year, go for it. Like do something new and then keep on learning. Thank you so much for that, Ben, for that, um, for, of course, for the kind words for our podcast as well. Um, actually, when we did the chakra chat and chakra chatter, it was just a spark that we need to do something because we're at we're stuck at home, and even though the online practices are still really uh, are um, the the struggle of the online classes are we all know that uh, how this was the protocol, but it's important that we need to continue. So before we yeah, go definitely. to our 
final, uh, let's say, the fun part of the Chakra Chatter, I'll be asking you some random questions. Okay. I would like to, this is your time to plug into your social media, upcoming podcast, or upcoming events if you have. So, Okay, go. okay, sure. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you uh, for allowing that. Um, so we're coming to our episode 25. It's going to be the last, uh, last episode of At Home Kita. And we're going to relaunch it uh, next year. It's going to be under a different name. Um, I'll just keep it a surprise for now because we're, we're trying to finalize a few things with the, like the graphic stuff and uh, the format. We're upgrading some uh, equipment. We're probably going to go into video next year. Uh, not probably. We are going to go into video. So unlike you, uh, Stephen, we haven't got into, into video yet. <laughs> we're, still, we're still warming up to that. So next year is going to be exciting for for the podcast, we have a different focus um, next year. So hopefully you guys will tune into that. So you find us on Facebook at Home Kita and the plan-based CDO is uh, definitely available. Just um, request uh, to be approved in the group because I don't wanna have to deal with like trolls and you know, just like random, like there's so many people that are trying to like join the group just so they can sell stuff. So I gotta like, filter it out. So I didn't make it a public group. It's, you know, it's a, it's a private group. So just request. And as long as you, you know, you're not uh, trying to sell some random stuff, um, you'll be, you'll be welcomed into the group. All right. Thank you so much. So guys, tune, tune in to At Home Kita. And then of course, to our, to our podcast, Chakra Chatter. Yeah, so thank definitely. you so much, Ben, for this. So here's yeah, the you. fun part of the chakra chatters right. so I, i'll be throwing you some questions i'll just have to answer whatever comes to your mind yeah the first okay. thoughts lang oh happy yeah. lanisha sure sure okay um for the first question describe your life until today in six to nine words oh okay um well it's um it's been enlightening so i gotta say it's it's definitely um it's been a uh, roller coaster for sure. Um, there's uh, definitely humbling, definitely humbling. Um, and well, I don't have to use like all six to nine, right? <laughs> and no, no, no. Um, six to oh, nine okay. words. Yeah, it depends um, on you. So no worries. Okay, sure, sure. All right. I would say fulfilling. Um, uh, this is a lot of love gotta put that in there um uh there's been a lot of anxiety so that's definitely been uh, you know a part of life and um it, i would say uh uh very exciting i mean there are definitely uh, maybe not every minute of every day but uh <laughs> there are definitely things to be excited about in life um where it's going where we've come from um things like that yeah so it's uh uh, and vast, I would say that uh, life is a vast uh, spectrum of, of uh, interesting things. Uh, yeah, and very expansive. I would put that out there. It's, it's uh, that's probably the last one, expansive. Okie dokie. Thanks for that, Ben. For the second question, when was the last time you've read a good book? Ah, uh, okay. Um, well, I mean, uh, I probably, it's been like a physical book, probably the last, 
the last book I actually would listen to. Um, so I'm not even sure which one that was. It's been a while since, like, what was the last one that I actually read? Um, there's a uh, Gaia's Garden. Um, I would say that's probably one that uh, it's been a, it's been several years since I've read it, but uh, it's one that I that I like to go back to. And if it, it's about permaculture, if anyone is interested to know, like, what can they actually do to make a difference for the environment? You look at uh, a practice like permaculture and on a large scale, it's it's really fascinating and regenerative uh, agriculture, replenishing our soil. Um, that's probably the, the last uh, book that's that's really had a big impact on on my my views about our our planet um, and how what we can do. Gaia's garden is is more on the gardening level what you can do in your house with a small space, how to think about uh, regenerating the soil. Uh, because the interesting thing about our, we, we were talking about the, the gut microbiome and the interesting thing about all that, uh, all, that uh, all those species, the only other place that is, it's comparable to have as many microorganisms in our planet is in the soil. So if you think about what we're doing to our soil in terms of all these, uh, we're basically killing it with all these pesticides, all these monocrops, all these clear cuttings of our forests. We are literally destroying the organisms in our soil. And if you think about uh, also our gut being destroyed by all these uh, junk foods that we're consuming, maybe the, the intricate connectivity of our bodies and our land will become much more clear. And so when you think about, well, what can I do just in my own little, my own little space? Like you don't need a, a you don't have to have a, like a large farm to start practicing regenerating soil. So a book like Gaia's Garden can really uh, help people out to, to figure that, uh, do those technical things. Thank you. So I, I will check on that Gaia's Garden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Gaia's Garden. It's really good. Next one. Um, my dream travel destination is blank. Um, my, my dream destination. Um, well, anywhere where you can surf, I guess. <laughs> I think that would probably be the, the dream. Is So it's aside from Shargao, you want to go somewhere else? <laughs> um, well. La Union um, is one, but it's in Manila. Un yeah. Uh -huh. Shiargao is, uh, I gotta say, is, is definitely a beautiful place. I mean, if, if I only had to pick a one, that would, that would be on the list. Uh, probably right up there with Hawaii, but uh, everything's expensive in Hawaii, so it's uh, unfortunate, but it probably won't, won't be Hawaii, but it's, uh, it's really up there. So I'm obviously a beach person, which is, I, I, love, uh, I, love, the, I love the ocean, Dagat. Okay, uh, I have a suggestion. Um, there's one place that me and Echo visited last January. It's a marine sanctuary. You go to Danhugan mm. Island in Negros. That's oh, a wow. must. Yes. Yeah, okay. check on that. Um, 
Um, you can ask Echo or me. We'll link you if ever the travel ban is okay already. Go to Danhugan <laughs> yeah. Island. It's okay. I'm definitely you will enjoy it there. Um, because right. we did snorkeling. Echo did the free diving also there. So oh, nice. It's awesome. a lot. It's a lot. And then there's no signal also. Ah, <laughs> so, so very like a, good. Yeah. It's like a off the grid kind of place, huh? Exactly. Uh-huh. Nice. Okay. Did you try um, the free diving? I did not. I'm scared. Ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> But echo this okay. thing. Uh -huh. All right. All right. So I am almost done. Last question already. So okay. if I'm not in my present job, I will be blank. Uh, if I'm not in my present job, uh, I will be with my family for sure. <laughs> All right. So that's self-explanatory. So Ben, thank you so much for being with us. And definitely I'll yeah. gonna see you again on our next season. So thank you so much for yes. joining us in our Chakra Chapter for this season one. We're actually we're close to our season finale. So uh, thank awesome. you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Salamat. Thank you so yeah. much, and to um to those who are watching and who stayed with us. Thank you, thank you. Dagang salamat and bye bye. Good evening. Dagang salamat. Bye.